Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, happy Thursday. We're hanging out with Julia and special guest host, Maureen. So it's MoJ for one day instead of LoJ. How's it going, guys? Looking forward to hanging out today. Honest to God. Okay, so, you know, um, my dear friend Maureen is here. Mrs., um, can we say your last name? We were going to have a plume. Uh, Nom de plume. Nom de plume for her today. <laughs> um, I was going to say because she was kind of nervous because I'm like, can you sit in tomorrow? <laughs> I'm so I, thrilled to be here. I, we're thrilled to have you. So I, um, Maureen's a dear friend of mine, and she's a pop culture junkie and an avid reader, and I figured you're perfect for this. And so I, I made a um, side-by-side, like, MoJ. <laughs> so she's replaced Lori, and I'm right next to her, and sent it out to our group of friends, which you probably were bummed about. It's all good. And so one of my friends, Grant, was on <laughs> once, and another one was on once, mm-hmm. and for a segment, and my one friend... Um, she said I turned off the mic when she was in studio, and she's sharing this on the text because I'm telling everyone to tune in. And she goes, you know, hashtag still bitter, still not over it, still not over it. And I'm just laughing, thinking I did do that, didn't I? I'm not thinking you should have been more interesting. I'm ju- but I'm just kidding. Obviously playing, yeah. But course. so anyway, thanks for coming in today. Lori has today and tomorrow off, and tomorrow our. Laundry evangelist will be with us. Patrick. Yeah. So he's, I, love when he's I know it. He's coming in tomorrow. So anyway, meet Maureen. So Maureen and I, I really think Maureen, we totally bonded when we drove our kids to college. That is true. That is 100% um, You drove true. with me. Correct. Because your son, you just need to go visit your son. He's older. And you yes. drove in with Will and I. Correct. And we, I think we totally like bonded over music and yep. you know more words to music than i do which is shocking grant because i know how everyone knows i can finish every line yes but that was super fun and rest area hijinks yes when i asked to use the restroom and you said if you run and um you were a hundred percent serious and you watched now, me run to the bathroom no. and back yes but, I mean, but 10 years later listen and i it's get all this good. bad rap around our, amongst our friends grant because everyone thinks that i am you know kind of the little pickleball police and all these bad things about me but little do you know how many people i taught to score zero one one zero one two you know pickleball scoring and i taught you and our whole gang how to play pickleball we'd be nothing without you i know thank you thank you i'm just only the truth today only the truth only the truth right there's a huge story yesterday and lady die sent it to me about how many injuries and how much more pickleball is costing in medical care because so many people are going out there that aren't ready to. And you think, really, you kind of do think you don't need to warm up. And I'm guilty of that. Which is untrue. 
Mm-hmm. But you you really, I mean, so insurances and everything. Yeah, you get the momentum. You might fall on the hard exactly. court, too, you know. And you mm-hmm. twist a little ankle. You fall yeah. over yourself. Yep. You fall backwards. Right. You strain a little inner That's thigh. If you, golf, yep. will, now, golf will never go old if you're old. You know what I'm saying? Golf, you can right. sit in the golf cart. You can just get out, swing, stretch your back out a little bit, and you're good to go. You That's can, right. but it takes so long. It yep. does. But it takes outside. so long. But d- right. um, the pickleball bug has, it's it's, oh, it's huge. It's, it's running real. rampant, yep. But remember, no ball's worth the fall. There, no ball is worth yeah, it. So That's all you got to do. That is so how you true. Can live life. I love it. It's no true. Ball is that is very true. Ball. Also, it's a life lesson. It, that is a big one. Okay, so you are a former school teacher. Yes, newly retired. retired. Yes, and your first year of retirement. Awesome. You're a year in. I know. How many days did you substitute last year, though? Oh, probably about forty. Okay, forty, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Fifth graders. Fourth Fifth graders, graders, all grades. All, all grades. grades. Some interesting times in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they none, none of it's easy, but it's fun being a sub. Just and bring your water and your lunch and you're out of there. But tell <laughs> no, I Kind of like today, but I did shoot her a bunch of stories. Yes, okay, yes. so so Maureen, say, you know, nothing can be harder than going in and teaching kindergartners. This uh, is not 100% be, true. This can't be as hard This as subbing be. in kindergarten. So shout out to all my kindergarten teacher friends because you are... The real deal forever. Yes. Isn't that the truth? Yay for kindergarten. Isn't it's, that the truth? It's like nowhere else. So, And so you are from upper New York. We call it upstate New York. Oh, that's I'm what I'm from is. central New York. <laughs> Technically, the New York City people call upstate New York like Westchester County. Oh, okay. But if you're from central New York, which we also call upstate. So right in the center of New York. Right in Fair the center. Because, in the because, heart of the Finger Lakes. And that is Grant. So there are places that I want to go. Mm-hmm. And last mm-hmm. week we were talking about, because we had Viola Shipman on, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Wade, about his book. Oh, and he's talking about nice. the western coast of Michigan up by Traverse City and how beautiful oh, that is by mm-hmm. Mackinac Island. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to go to the Finger Lakes. Yes. I see why they call them the Finger Lakes. Yes. Little exactly. narrow slits. I love it. Exactly. They, l- they look like a hand. They so, do. Yes. yes. They do. Native American legend said that they. that's like when... The creator was blessing that part of the country and the put hand. the hand down, and that's what created them. It's probably really glaciers, but it's okay. We like mm-hmm. us natives like that story too. So yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. Beautiful. Everyone should visit. And it's so because we've I've never been to yep. Niagara Falls either. You could you so could wrap that in. How far away is that? If you wanted to do like a trip, where would you fly into? Well, if you want to see Niagara Falls, you got to fly into Buffalo. Okay, and then you just start heading east. So okay. Buffalo. Rochester, Syracuse, Albany. It's like a line across the center of New York. I hope you don't get a lot of feedback from other New Yorkers, but that's how I look at it. And then Finger Lakes are like in a triangle between Rochester and Syracuse. And and are there, I mean, the lakes are not the size of the Great Lakes. Obviously, we would have known of them, but like how big? They are long and wide. Well, my favorite lake, my hometown lake, Skinny Atlas Lake, is 17 miles long and a mile and a half wide at its widest point. The water is so clean that your water comes out of the faucet unfiltered. I was going to say it's blue, oh. and that skinny that atlas, look- the yep. skinny atlas lake, it's on the far right over. Yep, I love this. Yes, no, Grant, it's this beautiful. Is, it's there's gorgeous. a couple trips, you know, if you're not going to Europe and you're yeah, not mm-hmm. going, no, you know, upstate New York, man, and it's to just Barcelona. A, yeah, Barcelona, Ibiza. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a treasure, and it's easy to get to. Flying to Rochester, Syracuse, tons of wine trails. The first wine trail in the United States. Hugh Lake. So, a woman wrote a book who was on our show. I can't remember what book it was. Okay. But she was, it was about 
her wine. Yep. And it, she made it into a, you know, good story. But yes. She was from that area and it's so, it just sounds so lovely. Tons of hiking, water sports, Lake Trout Capital of the World, Seneca Lake. There's also a ton of U.S. history. Seneca Falls is where the women's movement started with oh. Lucretia Mott. And then there's also um, Underground Railroad, all sorts of in Auburn, New York. So, yeah, there's so much to see. Minnesotans, get out there. And get it's really there. funny because I don't know many people who have gone there. I know Cooperstown, not too far yes, out, of, okay. out of the Finger Lakes region, but still so much to see upstate. And this is the best time of year to go. Kind of, of like course. here. Yeah, of course. Kind of like here when you never want to leave, exactly. but you should. <laughs> Memorial Day to Labor mm-hmm. Day. You got it. But you yes, got it. you oh, got it. I, I love knowing that. All right. Yes. So we have to ask you, what was your first concert? Um, my first concert was Heart. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. At the Where Boone did you County see Arena, Boone? Binghamton, New York. And then, what concert are you guys? Because you're still buddies with all your college friends. Yes, we are going to see Bruce Springsteen in Syracuse in September with oh. the same people I went with in 1984. That is like really <laughs> cool. Don't you think that's really great, fun? I I can't wait. It's one of the best parts about being retired. You just go. It's a Thursday oh. night. Oh, don't talk about it. I know. I I just want to be just, we've had weeks here. We're kinda, exactly. We're, exactly. We're, Retirement we're, sounds so yes, awesome. It is. Well, it, it, and I think I'd be bored. Uh, you wouldn't. You, you're going to wonder how you had time to work. Really? Yes. I, well, that's, that's because you're that's filling out all experience. the insurance for the doctors. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that takes half the cleaning out cabinets from 25 years ago that never got done. So that's what I'm basically spending <laughs> some time out, doing. Like three things. And only three about things. You. Yes. I heard you talk about me about the first communion certificates and the confirmation ones. I saved them all. Don't worry, kids. I saved them all if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out. <laughs> oh, shout out shout to, who? to our children uh-huh. or my kids. Your kids. Well, hi. if you're listening, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You do know who <laughs> Miss you are. you. Come home and see thing your mom one, and dad. Thing two, thing three, three. and three, four. But yes, her <laughs> daughter was my, my. Um, I employed her. I, it was her first job. She was my PA, my personal assistant, which Lori gave me endless crap about. Yep. It was Colleen's but, still favorite job. Still uses Julie as a reference. Oh, I mean, really, we, we I have had something her, in common. Fold <laughs> my clothes. I'm just kidding. Match up shoes. We lost a shoe for so long. We yep, couldn't we find it. We did. But yep. We yep. found it. It was... <laughs> Quite an interesting summer. It really was. Unforgettable. It was fun. All right, <laughs> it was great. when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of, and it's a blast from a past with a twist, and and really, I think it deserves another peek. Uh-huh. We'll, be, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia my talk. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. <laughs> Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce. And so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. I think I came across this yesterday. Who knows? But um, it was about Rosie O'Donnell, and she had just watched the Menendez plus Menudo Hashtag Boys um, Betrayed, which is a new um, documentary that came out on Peacock like last month or six weeks ago or something. And 
she had some interesting things to say about it because a long, long time ago when she had her talk show, one of the brothers wrote her a letter about what was happening in their life. So let's, let's let Rosie tell her side of the story. Okay, I'm going to try to clear this up. I did not know any facts about the Menendez brothers other than what was on the TV and in the newspapers. So when I got a letter from Lyle Menendez in 96, I was very surprised that he reached out to me. Said that he heard me mention something about the case that I had believed them early on, and and I did. And, and he wondered if that was perhaps because something similar happened in my home. And I was kind of shocked that someone sort of saw through what I considered to be my uh, facade of, of a kid who had to live with it. And so I didn't write him back. I was a little scared. I was a little worried to go into the topic. And it wasn't until I saw the documentary where boys portrayed on Peacock with Roy Rosello, who is a real hero, who was abused uh, by Jose Menendez, raped by him. And his whole childhood and whole life was ruined by it. And he, you know, suffered a lot and finally, you know, was able to tell about it. And it's going to hopefully give them a new chance at freedom, as it should, that what they were saying was true, that there were horrors beyond imagination going on to them. So we don't only owe them the 30 years that they served for the crime that they committed, right? But what about the 20 years that they were in that house and no one helped them and people did know in the first trial where they were allowed to have a defense of sexual abuse, the jury was hung 6-6. And in the second trial, they decided not to allow them to have that defense. So the point is, he's a uh, compassionate, understanding, sensitive, and uh, intuitive man. And I was very blown away that he was able to see me so clearly in this beautifully written letter. And I didn't write back to him. It wouldn't have changed their case at all. It would have done nothing. I mean, there are many people who watched that case who had suffered sex abuse in their home as a child and uh, were traumatized by it. Anyway, that, that's the, the truth of it. There was no thing I was holding and uh, no secret besides my own. So this came out and, you know, it makes you take a pause because for people in our generation, Grant, we all vividly remember um, Lyle and Eric. And the testimony was broadcast live and it was after O.J. Simpson, I think, or right before O.J. It was O.J. 98 or something and this yeah, was 96. It was before. But we lived this. Every day, and I don't think it was court TV at the time. I think it was just on E or something. I don't even know. It was definitely on TV all the time. All the time. And so, you know, a couple things when they said that, and it just brings you back to that day and how young they were and suffering abuse. Their dad was an executive at what label? Um, um, he was at, oh, I just, RCO or something, RCA or something, RCA, yeah. but he was mm-hmm. a big music executive mm-hmm. and the boys were so abused by him in, in sexually abused, but also he would put things in them. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple market auditory experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That was unheard of. I mean, like, just trauma, trauma, trauma. And then the mom, Kitty, like, whenever the dad would be out of town on the trip, the boys would just want to sleep in her bed with her or in her room so mm-hmm. they could be safe for the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of that is uncovering. And they, it's interesting because the first trial, they were allowed to use the sexual abuse. The second one, they weren't. And then all these other things came out that they spent a million dollars after they murdered their parents yep. um, on, um, you know, going out parties, trips. And then there, there was the classic one. I think there is sideline seats at a Lakers game or something. Yep. And they um, really wanted to fill, fill their goals and do what their dad did. And then things kind of blew up when the brothers kind of worked a little bit against each other. They had two different attorneys, I remember. Uh-huh. But they were both kids when they testified. And I just kind of think it gives you a pause to think they lived in abuse so long. They've been in prison for 30 something years. And one of them is married to, and actually she, she's a a defense attorney. Rebecca Sneed is married to Lyle. And so Rosie just kind of has a new interest and she's a big celebrity to get around this. You know, they've appealed many times and have never got it, you know, to go to trial again. Yeah. With, Mm -hmm. with what she was saying there too, when she said, but struck her the you know besides these new revelations was that the young man had the the saw something in her and wrote that letter and she kind of hinted that she has her own trauma. trauma. Oh yeah, she, yeah. you she, know I think hasn't she spoken about that? I think Around. I think so. I know I'm pretty sure she doesn't have a relationship with her father even though he's alive. And I know that her mother died of breast cancer when she was maybe yeah. twelve or thirteen. Like Madonna. Yes, they had that in common. Yes, and so um, I think it's. It's well, it's all horrifying and interesting that it took a documentary to get people to look at it again, yeah, and to see some of this coming to light now after all these years. It would be, I think, it would, it deserves looking at again. And 100%. I, and I remember being obsessed with this trial because yes. one of the they, one or both wore toupees. They did, and you know, I grew up in a toupee family. <laughs> That's right, and I it was kind that. of traumatizing it at was. times because I'd always be like to my dad in the wind. You know, there's a certain way men would hold their part their toupee and hold their hair down <laughs> and part it yep, and yep. the double-sided tape because we were all a part of my dad's toupee process <laughs> it, it sat on a foam hat we were we got to cut the double-sided tape we got to use a little shaving thing sure. to help him shave the top i mean it was an all play and then i'd always be so worried about my dad in the wind or how could you go swimming dad and people are going to find out and like how is it going to get gray and i remember one time you know he'd go to the west out to horse country because they made beautiful toupees oh. past orno and out there well there you go seriously yeah and so i'd be like how are you going to get a he got a perm once and i'm like well you just come home with that you know and it was just one had a perm i think lyle menendez had a perm i know but I, the toupee thing was something stupid that i just remember about that and wow. i recall did they have to be in the courtroom like in their orange jumpsuits i kind of recall that and there they were on tv i don't know if they had street clothes on i just remember being like you we were glued to it we were glued. we couldn't stop watching it and and then you kind of didn't know how to feel because I, when the allegations of abuse came up you thought well 
Who knows? It's easy for you to say now after you spent a million dollars of your parents' money and went partying Ex- for months. And exactly. Six months and stuff, exactly. So. Yeah. It's um, now. I'm interested to watch this documentary. I kind of am too. Yeah. It's on. It's on yeah. Peacock. Yes, uh, it is. And yep. it's called Menendez Menendez plus Menudo because one of the Menudo son who um, was um, his father. Didn't his father? Well, he said Roy Rosello from the band claimed that Jose sexually assaulted him as well. So then... Jose um, Menendez. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the dad. Yeah. So yes. he kind of verified that it happened to him that's, too as a child. Yeah, and that's where this whole thing... Now there's someone outside of the two brothers that right. are saying this, that people at the time were saying, well, are you just saying that to get away with this? Yeah, you know, all the horrible things that people can come up with. But now there's an outside source that is, you know, clarifying and, and giving some cadence to what they were saying. And so now I might, like you said, this this deserves another look. I know. These boys deserve another, I hate to say it, they deserve a chance. You know, I'm, I I don't know. I think they do. And here's the one who was around the same time, Scott Peterson. He doesn't. Yep. Yeah, no. Because these are very famous. The Scott We Lisa were all Peterson. watching. You remember how Lori and I were glued to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard last year? Like, we would watch it in the double white yep. before because it was, <laughs> but it was like back then in the day, you know, we had four channels and we all watched these trials. Right. And we also weren't getting our news the way that we get it now. No. And so you would wait for the trial to come on to watch it. It wasn't like it was on your phone or on CNN. There wasn't any of that. You're so, so very right. different time. Very, very, different time. very different time. Well, I hope they take another look. I do too. I'm glad Rosie is trying to do something about it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. That voice you hear is Mo, part of Mo J Mo for J. the day. It's my friend Maureen. Um, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia, my time. Okay, tomorrow is the busiest travel day of the summer and we've got some ways to help you out if you're going to the airport. MSPAirport.com is your source of all information. What restaurants are there? What is the parking situation? How full are the lots? How long are the TSA lines? Everything is right there. It's a great resource. But the greatest thing I think that the um, airport has done this year is allowing you to pre-book your parking. So you don't have to be stressed out on days like tomorrow. You can pre-book your parking spot up to 12 hours before you travel. And they will give you a QR code and you use that getting into the airport, getting out of the airport. And they've got three different really great lots that are easy for everybody to use. The silver ramp has electrical vehicle plugins. They've got the main ramp and they've got the quick ride lot, which serves Terminal 1 and 2. And if you, ex- you enter off of Highway 5 and Pilot Knob Road. Go to MSPAirport.com for all your information. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. It's Lori and Julia. Today, it's Maureen and Julia. Mojay for a day. She's sitting in for Lori. She has a day off. Um, We are delighted to have Dr. Gary Simmons with us. And his novel is called Death's Pale Flag. And Dr. Simmons is a neurologist in Trauma One um, centers and he has written books about um the psychological distress that's going on right now with healthcare providers and also gives talks on neuroscience neurosurgery medical socioeconomics blah 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 everything that we talk about on this show all the time dr gary how are you today i'm great uh thank you so much for having me i'm i'm deeply honored Gosh, and your publicist, we love Kim. So we're delighted to have you here. So you're, our, I think, our first brain surgeon on the show. So hello, we've been on the air 21 years. Um, so you have written books kind of talking about the stress in the industry, what goes on with doctors, but this is your first time writing a novel. What made you want to, yes, what made you want to do that? 
Um, probably a number of things. It, it probably is not my first novel, but a few ended up in the trash. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> first one published. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, throughout my career, I, I, I've had a lot of uh, different people, learners of, at all ages, all the way down to junior high, uh, come in and see what we do and, and uh, the world that, uh, that I inhabited. And, and I think there's a fair amount of interest about what goes on behind the scenes in the modern medical world and the world of brain surgery. And so I, I very much wanted to write about that through the years and wrote little snippets here and there. But I, I began thinking that it might be much more immersive uh, to do it in fiction. I, I, I thought with fiction, you know, I, I might be able to put the, the brain in your hands and you could feel it pulsing and watch it bleeding. And you do. And you do. Um, I have never read a book like this before. I am in awe of what you do as a neurologist and a brain surgeon. Um, and you talk about, I want you to give the setup for the book. And then I just, everything is so real. And it was so eye-opening to me what goes on when the brain gets opened up. So first of all, we're with Dr. Gary Simmons, and the book is Death's Pill Flag. Dr. Gary, I'm just going to call you. Can you tell us the setup for your book? Sure. And, and by the way, you can call me anything. All but, right. Uh, well, I usually please. do. Your name will be Tammy by the end of our interview, so no worries. Sarah. That's all right. I can, I can deal with it. Um, okay. The, uh, so the, the book is, of course, about a, uh, about a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on first glance, I, I would say he's fairly heroic, although I think we start to see some of his flaws as yes. time goes on. But he um, he is definitely uh, very immersed in his work uh, and uh, definitely very caring and, and successful as a as a brain surgeon. Um, but he begins to see people uh, that he does not believe are real and at first believes them to be hallucinations, which worries him, but he gets a lot of sleep disturbance in his job and uh, gets evaluated. But as, as these appearances uh, become more frequent, he eventually convinces himself that they're ghosts. Right. And uh, the book really gets into, you know, whether whether these might be ghosts or whether he's losing his mind. And I, I think another thing I want people to think about as they read it is what's actually more scary, the ghosts or, or the real world that he inhabits? It is it's something I I mean, it it's something because as a neurosurgeon, you know, and you write about this, you talk about, you know, in the book, Dr. Ryan Brennan, he's he's exhausted. He's always working. And you talk about kind of as a neurosurgeon, he always he's a perfectionist and he can't let go and how his family life suffers as a result of it and how his friendship suffers and how his personal taking care of himself suffer. Was all of this your experience because of how immersed you were into being a a surgeon, a neurologist? Uh, Yeah, I think uh, there are certainly uh, pieces of me in there for sure. I always tell people he's a much better person than me. So (laughs) the the rough parts are probably a fair amount of me. The good parts uh, are probably an amalgam of many surgeons that I've known and admired through the years. Um, But, 
there is a lot of truth just in general into uh, what's going on uh, with him. It is very easy to kind of get trapped into this cycle of being there all the time. And he has he has a lot of trouble with trusting everybody else. He feels like he has to be there in the hospital watching over his patients. And, and the, the reality is these patients are very sick and it right. doesn't, doesn't take much to turn. But he, he doesn't realize up front that he can't do it all by himself. It, it, it's fascinating. I mean, I'm so fascinated. So you, though, as a neurosurgeon, and you've worked on, you know, thousands and thousands of people over your life, you've been exposed to death and dying and tragedy and human suffering. Can you talk about how that affects the brain? Yeah, well, certainly uh, it, the, the business can, can be very uh, serious, very dark, uh, depending on, you know, where you're working and what you're, what you're doing. But you can be, I, I mean, we could see in one night, no, it seemed to come in at night. It, 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 it you know, it That's does when it happens. during the day, <laughs> right. but it, it seems to come in a lot at night. Um, but you, you know, in one night in the various places I've worked, you could end up with 20, 25 emergency, uh, consults and several having to go to the operating room and several needing one procedure or another. And, and it's intense and you're always, you're always giving very bad news to people and their families. And frankly, that's another, another goal of mine in the book is just to, just to show uh, just how amazing the patients and the families are that have to go through this because they, they I, I, almost every time throughout my career, they showed nothing but amazing bravery, humanity, and mm-hmm. grace. Uh, so anyway, you on the other side are just watching this over and over and over again, and, and it takes its toll. It takes yep. its toll on everybody in many different ways. And, and one of the things that we explore in, in our other books is, you know, not everybody responds to these the same way, but a, a lot of people begin to fray. Oh yeah, and and then and then the the close borderline with people, you know, being on both sides of the white light, so to speak, and then the yeah. bringing in ghosts into the story. I really enjoyed your book. It's different than you know. We read so many books, um, Doctor um, Gary. So many books. Death's Pill Flag is a. It's such a peek into a life that I know nothing about. But as writing it from a doctor's perspective. You give us all the detail and you say all of these medical, you know, when we're in surgery and we understand what's going on and when you're doing it, you explain it so easily for the reader. I'm I'm completely fascinated and in awe. And your book is good, too, on top of it all. <laughs> well, good. I hope so. I hope it uh, I hope it is. I, I guess a, a fun read is a bit of a stretch. I, right. I'm not sure how fun it is. But uh, I hope it's a little eye-opening. I hope it raises the pulse some and maybe is a little scary and, uh, and that sort of thing. It, it did. And, it, and I just want to say that um, thank you so much. We would have, you know, this isn't a book I would normally read, but I read the whole thing. And I, I wouldn't call it a fun read. I will call it a completely interesting read and a thriller. And it's called Death's Pale Flag. First of all, wh- what does Death's Pale Flag mean? You wrote it well, in one I, chapter. I, I'm sorry. It was in one chapter, but I can't remember the meaning. Well, I 
stole it from uh, from a little known author uh, called Bill Shakespeare, but uh, it's <laughs> oh, out yeah. of Romeo That's and it. Juliet, <laughs> and and it's about Re- Romeo discovers Juliet. He thinks she's dead, and he's lamenting that you know she doesn't even look dead yet. The the uh, color hasn't gone out of her cheeks. Uh, and that's what he's saying. Death, death hasn't hoisted his pale flag, if you will, of of death. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, now which I think is great. I, I do mean, not. No, <laughs> it's a but great it's title great, for your book. Great writing. Yeah, it's yeah. a great title for your book. Thank you so much for your time. All right, so we ask all of our authors, and um, what's the last great book that you read, Doctor Gary? Well, the, the, uh, to be honest... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The last great <laughs> book I read is Diseases of the Nervous System. I knew you were going to say something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, and it is great. I mean, it is one of the best written textbooks I've ever read. Uh, but I, I just finished rereading one of my fam- favorite books. I tend to reread books a fair amount. Uh, and that's The Last Convertible by Anton Meyer. I don't know if you've ever read no. it. But it is just, oh, it's some of the most beautiful writing I've, I, I've ever read. And it's very evocative. It brings you back to... Um, the, the United States just before World War II and during World War II and it puts you in the dance halls with the big bands playing and stuff. It, it's just so beautifully written. Oh, gosh, that sounds so great. I, I really, this was fun. This was really fun. Great to meet you. Uh, the book is Death's Pale Flag. We have got a couple of copies. Give Grant to Buzz at 651-641-1071. And thank you so much, Dr. Gary. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Absolutely. What an honor. Oh, ditto. (laughs) And I think more for us than you. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, hello. That music makes me think of El Burrito Mercado and the authentic Mexican food. The El Patio is open. And, you know, the hot weather, this is a perfect place to spend your time because they have so much food and flavor and ambience outside on their patio. It's been the whole restaurant, the whole shopping, everything has been updated to El Burrito Mercado in the past six months. And it's just such a lovely place to stay. Fresh made churros from the Carito food trailer outside. Fresh margaritas, watermelon, strawberry, mango, passion fruit, mojitos. Everything is outside. Go to El Burrito Mercado's Instagram or Facebook page. Or you can Google, or you can use keyword at MyTalk El Burrito. But I'm telling you what, if you want some fantastic Mexican food and some really great cocktails, El Burrito Mercado has it. And if you're going to grill this weekend or you want some take and go, go to their deli. They've got everything prepared, ready for you to take and go. And you'll impress everybody. El Burrito Mercado. Okay, so I was so nervous about talking with Dr. Gary because he's a neurosurgeon about his book, Death Spell Flag. And thank you, callers. The books are gone. T- not a Tammy. Who won? A Ju- Julian? Julian Jess, actually. Okay, Two J's. Julian Jess. Okay, so they won. So the books are gone. But it is Death Spell Flag. And uh, for me personally, 
I was so intrigued by what he went through, and he said it's 100% true, all the cases that come in and what a trauma one neurosurgeon deals with. It was fascinating. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to that. And Maureen's still here, and she just asked if it was 6 o'clock yet. <laughs> and I said 5.56 to be to be sure. We still have time. Still easier than kindergarten. It's it, still easier than oh, kindergarten. Yeah. I need to go. I'm sure it is. So that is, that's what we got to remember, Grant. There's some jokes there, too. No, but I know being a teacher, if you don't, I don't have that skill set. Oh, no. As you all learned from my pickleball teaching. <laughs> Just watch the YouTube video and learn the scoring. I was Let not a teacher. Bounce. I was not a teacher, but I was a youth wrestling coach, so yeah. I had a bunch of young kids in a room with padded walls. Oh, you oh, know nice. then, Grant. You oh, know. Oh my god. You know then. Yeah. Oh, it was I just it's, not a lot of listening all the time. It's, no. It's a perfect. Did you always want to be a teacher? Um, we're with I, Mrs. I, my, Mrs. Wormers is my, with us. If any, if any oh, parents, Mrs. that's what we've always called her, Mrs. Wormers. My first best job, I worked in the children's department at our public library. Oh, yeah, and then I got to be very good friends with my older siblings because we could get rid of the fines, the charges if they came in to sure, put in their back in the day. books uh-huh. back in the day. So that probably that probably was had a little bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I always wanted to. I think you got to find what you're good at. It just came and, easily, so right. Not an easy job, but making the decision and it helped me let me be a mom for a couple of years. Too. Yes, it did. So that was a, yes, it's a great. It, it's a great mom job. So I believe it. All right, so we're switching gears completely, and I need your help. Call us at six five one six four one one zero seven one. I am in mattress hell. Oh, that's and, right, the mattress. Um, if anybody, you know, <laughs> and I'm just going to describe it. Um, first of all, if you return a mattress, there's a restocking fee of uh-huh. uh, $500. Maybe you can get it down to 250 but, you know, that's the first gig mm-hmm. um, because you don't sit on the mattresses long enough. And then the second one is if you get your second mattress and you don't like it, they don't want to take it back. Oh, And then, and then the tr- rigmarole that you have to go through to get them to take it back, it's, it's hard. So I'm just going to tell you, if anyone is so in love with their mattress, I don't mm-hmm. like the cushy things like that foam crap we put on top foam? of mattress because okay. I sink into it. Yeah, okay. I have a um, a mattress right now. We have a king size bed, but I feel like I'm getting out of the water bed to get out of it. Oh, and so every day is a different day, <laughs> and it doesn't matter when you want to sleep in it very much. And if if people are like are in love with their sleep number or their Tempur Pedic or anything, I want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I have both of those in my home. Which do you which do you like more, Grant? I like my sleep number better because I can go from firmer. I, I have a bad back, so I like the firm. I can make it much more firm. I okay. thought the Tempur Pedic would be the best thing in the world, but actually, for my back, it's the worst thing. Is in it the world. too soft? It's too soft. Yeah, see, so okay. I, I choose my. Uh, but I've got a call right now. I'm going to take. So okay, you, guys can you go. choose your sleep number. So I had I was talking to someone whose husband's sleeping number is like thirty, and hers is like seventy. And she says, "When I go over to that side of the bed, I just fall in." What kind of bed do you have? Um, I think we have a I don't know a silly something. I don't know. Yeah. We have a pillow top. But, I have the pillow but, top but too because we had the trough. You know, in the middle, yes. like when you roll in yes, the middle, and, you, and then you roll in, bed. and then you can't get out. So yeah, lots of well, we. We have a lot of bad mattresses in our history, right? We didn't buy these fancy mattresses that the kids buy, and the um, and then there's all the online ones. And I don't that come trust to your that. house in a box, I, I and do then not they twist up. Yeah, I know, I know. So well, maybe we're getting some good advice Wait, from a caller. I hope about I hope, the best mattress ever. It's just re- kind of ridiculous because 
I can't trust buying a mattress in a box online because I, after now, I have mattress trauma. <laughs> and my husband, I think, has mattress trauma via Julia. Well, being a newlywed mattress trauma is not a good thing. <laughs> that is not a good thing at all. So it sounds like you need a person to come take oh, it all away. I know, but we've invested a lot of money. I know you. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you just how do you just junk that chunk of change you and move can't. on to something else? But we have to because... This book, you know, Despel Flag talks about not getting sleep. <laughs> and that's and, sleep and is a drug. You, you gotta have it. Sleep is a drug. All right, mm-hmm. who's our first guest? Christine is our first guest right now. All right, hey Christine. Hi there. Hi. What? I wanted to rave about my sleep number bed. Okay. Um, I say it is the best purchase I ever made in my life. Oh. I love being able to choose a different setting, setting. than my partner because he likes it more soft. I like it more firm. And it's and worth it. Those oh, beds are ten thousand dollars. They're spendy, but they're worth it. It is spendy. Um, they do have a payment plan that you don't have to oh. pay interest on. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's how I used to buy all my furniture. Okay, that's a plus. That's okay, a plus column. And they do have like at least a twenty-year warranty, but they say they last about forty years. So really, wow. and State yeah. Fair. They, I, I bought mine at the State Fair, oh, and you I got did? A, I saved some good cash down at the State Fair that's, when I bought mine. All right, that's a good one. Is it a Minnesota company? Is Sleep Number? Are they here? I well, I know I, they do a lot of sponsorships in town okay. with like the Vikings. I'm not sure if they're local. I wonder if they'd like to sponsor me. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. All right, let's yes. thank you. Let's, yes. Yeah, let's go to, uh, uh, excuse me, Mandy right now. We're going to talk to Mandy. Mandy, you're on my talk. How are you? Mandy? Mandy. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Tell Hi. Us, tell us what you like okay. to sleep on. Pardon me? What bed do you love? Okay. It's called North Star Mattress. It's in Medina or Hamill. I think it's in Medina. Right across the street from the McDonald's. Anyway, it's, um, we have a- it's the flattest hardest bed they have it's a king-size bed we love it so much we got one and we brought it out to big sky because we got a place out of big sky oh congratulations that's how much we love it okay yeah north star mattress and they're north star mattress go and lay down on them they make them here in minnesota okay i mean they're awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. All right, so there's one for North Star Mattress. We had a little buzzing in there. Yeah, Sorry, everybody. One, yeah, we had to let her go. Let's go to Gail. She has a mattress All as right, well. Gail, what do you like to sleep on? I have my Sealy mattress from Slumberland <laughs> that I bought over the phone for $799. <laughs> it was the best thing I ever bought. My dog loves it. That <laughs> says And, um... I know people spend thousands and thousands of dollars, and my friends just laughed at me. Going, you are at a phone over you know, a bed over the phone, right? <laughs> yes, I did. Summerland and uh, Fergus Falls. Yes, uh, okay, perfect. Uh, see, I think that's what I have right now. But I've never got... for free. Oh, love Set that. Yeah, free. Awesome. It's the best thing I ever have, and I still have it. It's the best bed. It's a Sealy mattress, and you know what color it is? Pink. What winter green? Oh, now <laughs> we better. haven't we haven't seen a winter green mattress since my autumn gold mattresses I grew up on. <laughs> thanks so, thanks so. Tells me about my age, but listen, I'm up there too. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, we can take one last call, Grant. Who do we have? Jennifer is our last call. Jennifer- and by the way, it is a local company. Sleep Number is a Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota company. Okay, so all right, Jennifer, what are you sleeping on that you love? I adore the original Mattress Factory mattress. You can flip it, 
has spinach. <laughs> doesn't have, you know, little craters. Right. And if you have any issues with it, they're on. Um, they're wonderful to work with. That's wonderful. All right. We've had four different types of mattresses. That's awesome. No one called in about the Tempur-Pedic. Um, uh-huh. I just, that all that cushy foam it's, stuff, it's so hot. And it, it, well, and I actually have one that has the cooling aspect in it, yeah. and it doesn't cool. I know. And <laughs> lastly, it, it just, it. I have to sleep on a yoga pad if I sleep in my Tempur-Pedic on top of it, because you just sink too much. Yeah, I agree. It was the popular thing in the beginning, but I feel like it's not so much anymore. All right. this. Thank you, everybody, for helping out. We're going to have more quizzes as the show goes on. We're going to take a quick break. Can't this wait. is Lori and Julie on my talk.